Welcome back to another episode of Ending Number Two. Um, Kenny, as always, your host, and here with Sheriff today again. Um, and it's a very, very special day. It is the first day of playoff basketball, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. Yes, sir. <laughs> after after about a, a grueling couple, uh, several months of not being able to watch anything and not even knowing if this is going to happen, um, Adam Silver and the boys. Pulled it off, made a bubble in Orlando, got it together. And we're here, man. We're here to watch LeBron finish fourth. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But um, got a couple of intriguing matchups coming up uh, for this playoff series. So, uh, of course, you know, as you know, the bubble series was – it was different because, like, there was the ability to have a play-in game for the eighth seed. And there was, like, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it was a format created for Zion to play LeBron in the first round. However, Zion and the Pelicans flamed out. I don't think did they win a game? Uh they won two, two maybe. They didn't win enough. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't win enough. Um they were like literally dead last in the seating and you know they they fired Alvin Gentry. So that's to tell you how much how good they did in the book bubble, but <laughs> you know. Um for the West first round, we got the the Lakers versus the Blazers. Um Rockets, uh Thunder Rockets Thunder for the four or five seed. Nuggets, Jazz for the three six, and the Clippers and uh, Mavs for the two seven, and we'll stay on the stay on the west side of the bubble, you know, for this first five minutes or so. Um, Sarah, how do you feel about these matchups, man? Like, what what are you looking forward to? I'm not gonna lie to you, right? The Lakers Trailblazers, I, you know, a lot of people are talking about that's gonna be the best matchup out here, and they couldn't be more wrong. Okay, I'm I'm gonna discuss it. <laughs> discussing in more detail later but the fact that people even think that the trailblazers can even sniff their nose around the lakers and have a chance to even win one game let alone the series it's just i'm again i'm going to go into more detail later but lakers in four okay i'm, I'm just putting it out there lakers in four mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> going on I, to the oh you were you about to say something i was gonna say i thoroughly agree with that one i was just gonna say you know offensively maybe the trailblazers can hang around but they are not playing a slick of defense. So, like you said, Lakers no. in four, um, Lakers in three, maybe. In two. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? No defense whatsoever. And it's, you know what? I, I got to stop myself again. But uh, <laughs> going on to the Jazz Nuggets matchup, I feel like the Nuggets are going to pull that off. And I think that's going to be actually a closer series. Um, I think it's going to go to six or seven. Uh, but I think they're going to pull it off mainly because Rudy Gobert is just. I don't know what happened to him. You know, he former two-time defensive player of the year, but it's just the man can't play in space whatsoever. He, he just unplayable in the playoffs. Like anytime somebody's coming off a screen and roll, you just see Rudy Gobert sitting in the paint, holding his hand up, hoping for the best. It, yeah. It's it's incredible. Also, you got to remember, I think Mike Conley is out for I don't know how long. Yes, but I, I think Mike Conley is out. So the first that, three games that factors into it too, man. But I mean, he, Mike Conley has been hooping in the bubble. I, I still remember the early, <laughs> the beginning of the season when Jazz fans were calling for his head <laughs> because he'd be going like one for twelve every game. <laughs> for real, I'm right. <laughs> but yeah, moving on to the Mavericks Clippers game. Uh, I think I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think Clippers are going to win that in five. Uh, yeah, the Mavericks. I, I think it'll be a gentleman's sweep for sure. <laughs> the Mavericks, they have. One of the greatest offenses in league history. I read that on a medium, but they just 
their choke in the in the clutch. It's, it's incredible the amount of close games that they've lost this year. You know, we mm. we even seen it in the bubble against the Rockets. They just they just <laughs> don't know how to close out games. It's ridiculous. About to say choking in the clutch. That sounds familiar. What team does that? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about them. <laughs> now moving to the next series, uh, the last series of the West, OKC Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. You know, Houston just traded uh, CP3 last last year. CP3 came back with a vengeance, carried the Thunder to a fifth seed. You know, they match up against the Rockets. I think personally, this is going to be the best series in the first round. Um, I got the Rockets in six. Uh, what about you? Um, honestly, I, I got the Rockets in seven. I think it'll go that far. Like you said, I think this will be the best, um, the best matchup of the first round for sure. Just because based off the fact that, you know what I'm saying? The Rockets are obviously unstoppable offensively. As much as I hate watching these guys play, you can't, you cannot stop them. What, whatever you try to, you got to hope they have an off night. You know what I'm saying? And, and just that, that's hard to stop in itself, but. I'll say, man, Chris Paul is – he. <laughs> I don't know what he did on some big stuff. He's carried these – he's molded them into a good team. So, you know what I'm saying? It'll be interesting to watch and see what happens because I don't know. Maybe the Rockets have three off nights in a row. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? If, if I see Robert Covington and P.J. Tucker go two for, two for 13, I, I will be a little bit upset. I'm not going to lie to you. Especially with that's, the amount of open shots that are created for them. That's what I'm saying. If those got like, yes, James Harden is James Harden's getting his normal fifty. We know that. Um, but if those guys like Robert Covington, like you said, Robert Covington, Peter Tucker, um, you know, guys are just <laughs> and it's funny because I was watching um the Nick Young like uh, IG live or whatever. <laughs> he, he was making fun of himself, saying he was a corner guy, and it like it made sense because like as more. The more you watch the NBA, you realize there are a ton of corner guys that play defense and then run to the corner and wait for something to happen. <laughs> Just wait to get the ball. And if they don't get it, they run back, play hard defense. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so hey, if, those, if the corner guys don't get hot, I don't know, man. It might, it might be a GG. Hey, listen, I think this, this series relies solely on the back of uh, Eric Gordon. And we're going to talk about that later. But, you know, Russell Westbrook is out. He's out day one with a what a, a sprained quad or something. Yeah, something like that. And I, Eric Gordon is going to be the one replacing him in the starting lineup. So we got to see what he's capable of again. And that's all we have for the the West. Yeah, I think right. it's going to be a pretty you know other than the Thunder Rockets. I think it's going to be done in five games, uh, max. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Once we start in the second round, third round, the West will be wild as always. But you know. Mm-hmm. There's that. But uh, moving to the East, we got uh, the Bucks and the Magic, the first round. Pacers Heat, second round. Or not second round. Pacers Heat for the 4-5. Celtics, uh, Sixers for the 3-6. And then the Raptors and Nets for the 2-7. Um, I'll be honest. I can't say much about these. I'm not too into East basketball. Now that LeBron's <laughs> left the East. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't really <laughs> have a horse ride in this one, but I do think it'll end up being Bucks Raptors in the finals or Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Bucks Raptors. Yeah. Who I don't know. Well, actually, never mind. He can't play. Uh, never mind. Never mind. But I think this. I think the Heat have a good chance in round two of beating the Bucks. But 
you know, that's for that, that's for the future. We're gonna see what happens after they play the Pacers. Yeah. But how do you feel that Pacers uh, Heat series is gonna go? You know, with uh the almost bubble MVP, first team all bubble, CJ Warren <laughs> coming up against his arch nemesis Jimmy Butler. A walking bucket. Now I ain't gonna hold you. That's gonna be must see TV. Because if they get the scrapping, and you know they will get the scrapping, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love to see that one. But um I don't know. I, I, I honestly I'll be honest with you, I think the Heat are gonna edge them in this six games, but it's not gonna be a walk in the park for sure. Like people are making it out to be. Like um we, we discussed this off 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 the podcast or whatever. And um Kendrick Perkins is one of the worst sports commentators to ever <laughs> grace the mic. And he, he he was talking like the Heat were gonna win in three and just go right to the Bucks, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's I don't think that's happening, bro. I I I just don't see it, man. But you know, I think it'll be a tough matchup for them. I think they'll eventually edge them in six games. So there's that. I agree. The Pacers are definitely one of those teams that just have what's that word that they use? Grit. You know, they just have grit. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of tough nosed players that they just won't give up without a fight. So I Tony Tony Allen first team all D vibes. <laughs> Straight hustle. I swear. But I feel like the Heat are going to actually edge them out in seven instead of uh, six. Cool, but seven. It's going to be – I hope I hope one of these series goes to seven because I want to see as many games as possible. I don't want to have a, a whole week break in between the matchups. Real talk. I'm so glad basketball is back. But um, we'll, we'll jump to the three-six with the Celtics and the Sixers. Honestly, I think the Celtics will probably end up sweeping the Sixers. Same thing as the fact that they lost Ben Simmons. Um, I think they lost Embiid as well. Then Embiid get hurt. Uh, Embiid, Embiid is back now, but yeah, the, the loss of Simmons is huge. Yeah, you know, that's a first team all defense caliber player. And even though you know people clown him about his shot, and I know, you know, you go on Twitter and you see you see him shooting threes in the shoot around. They got it like he won the slam dunk contest. But <laughs> let's go home. <laughs> let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, but I I see Celtics in five, gentlemen sweep. I don't think it's going to be too much. Embiid is just, I don't know what happened to him, but he's just been flopping around way too much. Yeah, man. I don't know. Honestly, I'll be honest with you, I never really thought Embiid was, like, elite. I thought he was a pretty good player. But as far as, like, well, let me backtrack. I thought the construction of that team was not great. I agree. You know what I'm saying? There's not really any spacing or any, like, way that Embiid could be great. You get what I'm saying? Because everybody's packed in the paint. Even when Ben Simmons is healthy, he's driving to the paint, like running right into Embiid. So, you know what I'm saying? There's really no space and no shooting. They need to get some shooting around them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, make that work out. But uh, yeah. like you said, either gentleman sweep or I- I'm calling it in four. <laughs> if, it you, in four. if you were the GM for uh, the Sixers, would you trade Ben Simmons or would you trade Joel Embiid? Mm. That's tough. That really is tough because they do bring different things. Um, obviously, you know what I'm saying, it, it's it's more of a shooting league nowadays, but you still need a solid big – at least one solid big man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to hold down the paint. But Ben Simmons brings a lot, just being able to, you know what I'm saying, his ability to get the, spread the ball around and get to the rack and finish. But if, if honestly, I feel like I'd probably trade Ben Simmons only because of the fact that he cannot shoot. If he can shoot, Sherlock. But – I, I, I think that's if, tough. If I were in that position, I think I'd trade Joel Embiid because I feel like Joel Embiid's production, you know, yeah, he takes up too many 
too many post-ups, too many, too much offensive possessions, just him posting up and uh, not scoring as efficiently as we want. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons is just, I think having a perimeter defender as good as Ben Simmons is really, really important in this league. And you can just surround him with shooters and he's going to find an open guy almost every time. So yeah. if I were them, I'd definitely trade Joel Embiid. And I know he's, he's the process and, you know, he's, he's part of Sixers culture, but you, you got to make a move because it's not the team. The team is not looking good right now. You know, the, the nucleus that they have currently with Al Horford, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, <laughs> and let me, let me say Al Horford again for emphasis because Al, are you serious? 30 million to Al Horford? But <laughs> that's Al beyond Horford. the point. Imagine, <laughs> imagine having Al Horford as part of your core nucleus. That's funny, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> they, they went out there, let go of Jimmy Butler, and said, yeah, let's sign Al Horford. Like, uh, not not only let's sign him, let's give him thirty million because yeah, he deserves that. What? Inconsi- inconsistent stretch big, but hey, it's not my money, so <laughs> yeah, it's not mine either. <laughs> it's not my team either. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, moving on to the next game, you know, I I don't think this is something that even deserves more than twenty seconds on. But Bucks and Magic, who do you who do you see winning the game, the games or the series? Is that a trick question? <laughs> In the words of Stephen A. Smith, what do you think? <laughs> Bucks and one. In the series. Get them out of here. The the Magic are one of those fringe... Well, yeah, I'll say they're one of those fringe bubble teams that kind of like, you have to put them into the playoffs. The AC kind of like went back when um the Hornets were somewhat decent and got the AFC that one time and played LeBron and got swept in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like that. Like, you can't really tell them not to come because you got to have eight, but <laughs> they shouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, I think but, I, I think the Bucks could even rest Giannis all four games and they'd still sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It, it really could, but yeah, that's that's going to be a quick one. And then we'll jump into the last one. Um, Raptors, Nets. I think that the Nets have a lot of fight, you know. I think they're going to be special next year when they get Kyrie and KD back uh, with Jared Allen. Uh, you know, Karis, they also – Say Karis LeVert and who? Yeah. Whew, and we've seen him against Portland. Just dropped 30, 38 on Gary Trent's head like it was nothing. You know? Which, speaking of Gary Trent, he has to guard the Bron. Just put that out there. Hey, but We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> 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 but I think the Raptors, their defense is just too elite. They got amazing team chemistry. Fred Van Vliet, you know, he's been hooping. Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka. They just have too many, too many, too much defensive talent out there. And the Nets just don't have that. Other than Karis LeVert, they don't have that superstar that, that's required in the playoffs in the NBA. So, but I can't wait to see them when they get Kyrie and KD back. I think it's going to be something amazing, to be honest. For sure, for sure. But um, we'll go ahead and move into um, the hype surrounding the Blazers, really. We'll go ahead and talk about that because I know you've been waiting to talk about that for a minute. But um, we'll, we'll get into the hype surrounding these guys. Um, how do you feel about the Blazers, just overall? Kenny. Done the Kenny. Kenny. I'm going to go on a little bit of a spiel here because uh, I've been sitting in a group chat, uh, 2K, a 2K group chat, and all I've heard – you know, I've just been hearing a bunch of noise about how the Blazers were going to upset the Lakers 
in um, in the first round. Okay, and I go on Twitter, you know, all the time. I see Damian Lillard propaganda. I see Carmelo Anthony. You know, he's not washed anymore, supposedly. And it's just let me dispel everything right now. Okay, the Blazers are done. All right, the Blazers are done. They have no shot at winning anything, anything whatsoever. Not even a game. Okay. The hype surrounding the Blazers, Damian Lillard is cold, okay? Don't get me wrong. Damian Lillard averaging 50 in the last three games, um, not counting the playing game, which he scored 31 in. But Damian Lillard is a bucket. But I'm tired of the NBA, or not even the NBA, the media treating him like he just won the nas- the championship, the NBA finals. Like he got the Bill O'Brien trophy. I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand. The man sneaked in. His team is with a 36 and 39. The man sneaked into the eighth seed. He barely beat the depleted Nets who were playing off the back of Karis LeVert, okay? Karis LeVert. And they had nothing to play for. They beat them by one point. They, they beat them by one point. And then they play the, the Grizzlies. Oh, I don't even know how they even got into that playing spot because they, they completely fell off the planet when uh, – when one of their players got hurt. So it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And like, I'm not even going to talk their defense. They're, they have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Gary Trent, Carmelo Anthony. That's, that's their, that's their guard rotation. That, who is playing defense in that lineup? Other than Gary Trent a little, he can play, but, Damian, who who is Damian Lillard going to guard? Who's CJ McCollum going to guard? Who is Carmelo Anthony going to guard? <laughs> I, they, and you saw the Grizzly game. Every time they tried to, they went at Carmelo's. He he was on the wrong side of the switch. I I don't understand his his pick and roll IQ. Just and the fact that people are on Twitter saying that Carmelo Anthony is not washed. You know, just because he hit that one, he went five for sixteen. He went one for six for three. He just hit one shot. And everyone's like, stay below. Stay below. No. No. His career is done in four games. His career is done. He's, he needs to put in his resignation immediately. Announce his retirement. He's done. I cannot believe the propaganda I'm seeing on Twitter, the propaganda I'm seeing by the NBA. Bleacher Report talking about, uh, Melo told him, they said Melo was washed. Yes, he's washed. He's done. He got. He, he, he's done. And they're talking about some... Oh, you know, this is going to be the matchup for the ages. You got you got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony versus LeBron and AD. Are you serious? Kenny, answer this question for me, please. You going to have Gary Trent Jr. on LeBron James? Are you going to have Carmelo Anthony on LeBron James? Are you going to switch CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard on LeBron James? I, It just makes no sense to me, okay? The Lakers have the third best defense in the NBA based on defensive rating. Guess what the Portland Trailblazers are? 27. They are 27 in defensive rating. And they think that Portland has a chance to upset the Lakers? If anybody says that, I'm willing to bet my whole tuition. I'm willing to put my house, all my investments. I'm what I would I'll give them all my clothes, my TV. I'll give everything <laughs> if Portland can even win two games. Two. Portland is done. Carmelo is done. His career is over. Damian Lillard, his legacy. What legacy? He made, he sneaked in as an eighth seed. How is that a legacy? (laughs) Why are they treating this man like it was a legacy game? He just sneaked into the eighth seed. What? 
So to our listeners out there, uh, wait till we get this camera, you know, so we get able to have you like see what's going on. Because I can assure you that this was definitely the most memeable moment of our podcast. Like I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to drop some flex bombs and club horns because this dude, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear, I tell you. <laughs> but you were preaching to the choir, man. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> nothing at all. You are preaching to the that is a hundred percent correct, a hundred percent factual for every little bit of information you spewed. Like you said, love Carmelo to death, and I, you know what I'm saying. I was one of the ones that was vouching for him to get on the team for so long, but th- the man was just it, it was bad basketball. Granted, he hit the shot when it counted, but it was bad basketball. Can't can't agree more. Um, as far as who's playing defense. We're talking about who's playing defense on LeBron. We haven't even started talking about who's playing defense on the best scorer on the Lakers, Anthony Davis. Nobody is stopping that guy. (laughs) Nobody. Not to mention C.J. McCollum has a broken back. A broken back? (laughs) A broken back. He's not stopping anything. Spinal. (laughs) He's not stopping anything. So like you said, I 100% agree there. Um, They're done. If you could wrap it up in three. Like they did in the old days, back when Jordan played, it'd be done. It'd be fried. But Kenny, it makes absolutely no. I'm just baffled. You know, my mind, it, it doesn't. I can't process how every time I go on Instagram, every time I go on Twitter, they're talking about the Portland Trailblazers like they just won the NBA Finals. Every single time I go on any of the social media sites. I see Carmelo Anthony like he just won finals MVP. He hit one shot. And they're not even going to talk about the shot he missed before that. He hit one shot. He's done. I'm going to just say, I I look at it like this. Um, I think that when you're, um, I'm speaking on LeBron here. I think that when you get to a certain like stature as a player and you're, you know what I'm saying, you're one of the greats like of all time, people try to, find any way they can to, you know what I'm saying, give your opponent the upper edge. I think it's kind of like, and I mean, I know this is different because Floyd Mayweather is boxing, but I think it's kind of like the Floyd Mayweather effect where Floyd is so good and it's just kind of like, you know what you're getting with Floyd. You try to look at anything the opponent has done to be like, hey, man, they can do this or they can do that well. So it might not go well. Like, I remember it was a Floyd fight and it was some guy that was just like, it was his last fight against Andre Berto. And like, I, clearly, Floyd is worlds better than Andre Berto. Floyd could be in a walker and still probably kick Andre <laughs> Berto's ass. But <coughs> they were talking about, oh, Berto's got a sneaky jab, and you know what I'm saying? He's got hard punching power. And I'm like, bro, he's not going to be able to hit Floyd. Like, do y'all realize this is the greatest defensive fighter of all time? Like, if people try to discredit that, and we got to talk about boxing one day on this podcast. We got to do that. We got to spin the block, but. I don't know, man. I think they're trying to find any advantage or any way to help the Portland Trailblazers just find some some hope, oh. <laughs> find a, a sliver of hope to even pull this out. Because Lord knows it is going to be bad. It, it it very much is. I I don't even think the games might be close. Okay, I'll give it that. The games might be close, but <laughs> excuse my language, but I don't see it being close at all. <laughs> Bro, Lakers in three, like you say, Lakers in three isn't. It's not even a series, okay? It's not even a series. And I'm tired of people acting like it's going to be. Just because Damian – he's a good player. 
but he didn't he he didn't win the championship okay he he just scored 50 in a bubble against the the nets okay and the grizzlies mm-hmm. come on now <laughs> come on now preaching to, <laughs> preaching to the choir preaching to the choir oh but i'm done i'm done on that man uh, <laughs> i'm dropping another flex mob but Go ahead and transition. Um, staying on the topic of you know a team is being injury riddled. The Rockets, like we we mentioned this earlier, um, of course you know James Harden's going to get his fifty. We know <laughs> that. Um, it depends on if the role players are you know what I'm saying hitting or not. That that's, that's a big factor. But I'll admit, man, Westbrook has kind of been like you know what I'm saying he he gets a calm twenty five like it's, it's a steady twenty five every game. So you know what I'm saying. And I know he'll he'll be out game one. I don't know if they've like updated it past game one, but he'll be out game one for sure. Um, how do you see Westbrook's absence affecting the Rockets' playoff series? I think it's going to be very interesting because when the Rockets traded Clint Capella, as you know, I'm I'm a big Rockets fan. Uh, well, not a big Rockets fan. I, I should say they're my secondary team. You know, if the Lakers don't pull it out, I want the Rockets to win. I'm a big fan of James Harden, but. Wessel Westbrook is the reason they made that trade for Robert Covington for Clint Capella. You know, Russell Westbrook is the reason they play five out offense. He, he's basically the center on their offense um, when they play five out. So to have him missing for, they say one game right now, I think he's going to miss three. Um, to have him missing is going to be a big impact on the team. <clears throat> and the only chance, well, I won't say the only chance because as you know, Harden, is the best player on that court in that series. So yeah, for sure. As long as he's not being double teamed, which they might do, we don't know. As long as he's not being double teamed, he he's gonna drop 30. Even if he's double teamed, he's gonna drop 30 minimum. Yeah. But it's a matter of Eric Gordon, who just came back from injury. Um, he was hurt in the bubble. He hurt his ankle about three weeks ago, but he came back. If Eric Gordon plays like he did in the 17-18 playoffs, then they're gonna win this series in five, four. But if Eric Gordon is still rusty like he's been this past bubble, this past season from the three-point line, then I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. But I just don't see where the offense is going to come from from OKC. You know, other than Chris Paul, I don't trust Shy Gilgis Alexander on Daniel House. Daniel House is actually a pretty solid defender. I just don't trust him uh, to do anything in that series. So it's just Chris Paul. Steven Adams, Andre, Andre Roberson. Come on now. Self-check. <laughs> Self-check. Glad he's back on the court from injury. Glad, yes. but the man still is self-check. <laughs> Let's be real. We're letting that man shoot threes all day. All day. They, they won't even guard him. They won't even switch off of him. He's just be <laughs> wide open over there. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, like you said, I, I definitely agree that, you know, Westbrook's absence is gonna it's gonna matter, but I don't think it's gonna matter to the extent that like they'll end up losing this series. I think they'll end up edging them in six. And um like you mentioned earlier, they might end up double teaming Harden, which I think that'd be the strategy to go with. You double team Harden and make guys, like you said, like you make Eric Gordon beat you or make um, you know, the guys that sit in the, the corner guys, make the corner guys beat you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you don't let Harden Drop fifty willingly. You gotta at least try to stop him. But <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I see this being over in six, maybe five. Honestly, 
I, I agree completely. And the great thing about, you know, Russell Westbrook, not, not Russell Westbrook, the great thing about the Rockets pickups is that they actually picked up Jeff Green. And he's actually, I won't lie, he might be the best small forward, power forward, center, <laughs> best center that uh, James Harden has played with uh, because he's all, he's able to shoot threes, as we know. But not only that, he's also able to go in the pick and roll, go to the basket, and he's he's shooting 80% in front of the rim, 80%. So, you know, he's an amazing finisher and he can play make. So it's just, it's a lot of versatility with J, uh, Jeff Green at center. PJ Tucker, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, PJ playing defense, cut him some slack. <laughs> so Kenny, how do you feel that the Russell Westbrook injury is really gonna impact him? Uh, you know, as, as we know, Eric Gordon is gonna be replacing, but how do you feel, do you think it's gonna really make a dent in their chances? Uh, not just in this round, but also the next round, if you were to stay out for that long? Or do you think he, him being out will be fine? He'll be able to cruise by? Um, so I think this round they'll be able to cruise by. I don't think it's going to make that big of an effect on them, simply because of the fact that, um, I mean, if they do end up getting, to a, getting into a shootout with the Rock, uh, not the Rockets, the Thunder, um, they're going to win that shootout 10 <laughs> times out of 10. So, you know, I, I don't really see this affecting that often. However, I will say that this if this carries into the second round where they have to end up facing the Lakers, then it might be a problem for sure. That might be when you want to hit the panic alarm. Give them an 800 milligram ibuprofen or shoot them up with some. <laughs> <laughs> Make that <laughs> Make them get that man some, some, give them some stuff. Let them run out there and go no. play, bro. If you're, if you're not full strength playing the Lakers, man, and I know like we always they're not we always I don't say this Twitter's been saying this because you know anti-Laker propaganda and whatnot but they're talking about you know oh they're not playing good in the bubble and they're not focused and stuff dude it's they were seeding games they were meaningless Brian and AD could have sat all the seeding games they still would have been either the one or the two seeds so you know we'll see playoff Brian playoff AD we're gonna be good but I think if it does carry into the second round, then it's, that's when it'll get serious. But as far as the first round goes, I feel like they could do it. Unless, unless the Rockets have three, four off nights in a row. Then, <laughs> then it's like, okay, concern, concern. But I, I think they'll be fine. Absolutely. And I've actually been on Rockets Twitter um, following some Rocket, big Rockets accounts. And they actually wanted to play the Lakers in the second round. They feel like they have a better chance against the Lakers than the uh, the Clippers, I disagree. I think they'll have a better – they fit better against the Clippers. But they feel like, you know, the Lakers have been playing poorly. Kyle Kuzma's getting his groove back. But LeBron, AD, I don't know what happened to AD. You double-team him, he turns into Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so they feel like they have a chance against the Lakers. And I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly think they do. If they, if they have Russell Westbrook back, I honestly think they do. But playoff Braun is different. And I can't doubt playoff Braun anymore. Really, really, I've done that many times. Also, I'll slide in a little update. Um, because I have ESPN like just kind of running in the background here. Um, Ray John Rondo clear quarantine, and there's no time to for his return yet, but he is back in the bubble. So that's not going to be like a significant upgrade for the Lakers, but it will help out a little bit. To Kenny. A that, well, if he does get back, Kenny. just keep it, keep a G, bro. Keep a G. Come Kenny. on now, don't do that. Ray John Rondo is bad, bro. 
He's bad, but don't do He's that. He's bad. Bro. He's bad. I'm sorry. I'd rather play Alex Caruso 48 minutes than have Rajon Rondo on the floor. Man, Caruso is either really, really good or really, really bad. Somewhere in between. But I guess you could say his name for Rondo. He's really, really good or really, really bad. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. That's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, overall, bubble playoffs. Can't wait, man. Um, so we'll jump into the uh, the college football world. Uh, as we know, two of the five Power Five conferences have opted not to play this um, this fall, being the uh, the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. They've opted not to not to play this fall, and they've opted to move into the spring. But <clears throat> there have been a, a couple of players, uh, such as Justin Fields. He started a petition to actually get back on the field and you know play this fall. Um, but a couple of players feel, feel that they should be playing this fall, and you know they feel strongly about that. Um, I would ask you, how do you feel about you know them going as far as starting a position, and you know trying to get out there by any means necessary? How do you feel about that? Honestly, uh, as you know, I know my uh, listeners probably don't know, but I'm all for player empowerment. I, I'm a big fan of them being able to come together, start a petition just basically force the NCAA's hand into doing what they want, you know, basically start up a union of their, of their players. They're going to get paid soon. So starting up a union, having a list of demands and everything like that, that's, I'm all for that. I don't necessarily, I can't say if it was a safe way of having college football, I would 100% agree with that. If they had a bubble format, and I know that NCAA doesn't, it's not going to spend that money. You know, they're saving a lot of money actually not having these, these football teams fielded, you know, as we both know. But having them, if they had a bubble format, I would be all for this movement. You know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, even he talked to President <laughs> Trump about it, actually. But that's a, that's for another subject. You know, a lot of this wouldn't be even necessary had we had taken coronavirus seriously. Mm. But Talk to him. I think I'm a big fan of this player empowerment movement. I like what they're doing with their their voices. Some people disagree, um, but I'm definitely a big fan of it. How about you? No, I definitely agree. I'm all for player empowerment. You know, uh, it's just it's it's kind of like a basic right kind of thing. Like it's it's, some, it's something that should have been, you know, should have been happening really for a long, long time now. But you know, changes to happen. So I'm all for player empowerment. However, I will say when it comes to um, you know playing in the midst of a pandemic. I don't think that this is necessarily I'm not gonna say it's not the smartest thing to do, but it's not it's it's kinda like why. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember um, you know, when they were discussing not playing at first. Or no, they were discussing like not not discussing not playing, discussing the, you know, have the season anyway. There were a lot of players that were like, you know, you don't value our safety and you're just playing for the money. And then when they ended up you know, doing away with the fall season and saying we're going to move to the spring, all of a sudden a lot of players, I guess you could say flip sides and came out and they were like, well, no, we want to play now. So it's kind of like, it, it was a little confusing me at first. It was kind of like, what are you, what are you, what are you going to do? But, you know, I don't think that them playing in the fall or petitioning to play in the fall is the right move whatsoever. Because like you said, they don't have a, they can't do a bubble format or they can't, the, the NCAA is not going to pay for it. But, <clears throat> The, the bubble format is nearly impossible with college, so yeah, 
I, I don't really see that happening this fall. Um, you know, it's just it's a wild time. <laughs> it's definitely a wild time. <laughs> Do you see them actually being able to play in spring? Um, well, me being a uh, college football player myself, I, I'm trying to be optimistic and say yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I sure hope so. But, you know, it, 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 we don't know. And that's been the problem with this, throughout this whole pandemic. It's just we don't know. We don't know what this thing is doing in our bodies. We don't know how it's, or we kind of know how, we kind of know now, but we don't know to the full extent how it's getting into us and how it's affecting us and how it'll affect us in the long run and all these. There, there are so many questions that we just don't know the answer to. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that you're, you're playing by ear and you kind of like, you know what I'm saying, figuring it out as you go, but we, we just don't know. We just don't know. Well, Kenny, with me not being a, a football player, you know, I, I can keep it a little bit 100. I think them saying they're going to play in football. I'm not speaking for, you know, D3. I believe that they can actually pull something off because there's a lot smaller schools uh, and things of the sort. Uh, I, I don't I, – I, I get what you're saying, but I don't really follow that one because I'll say the money disparity between D1 and D3 is like night and day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously, it's like taking a small school like like Bridgewater, like Mines, and comparing North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina can do what we do and pay for what we pay for it ten times over if they wanted to. They got the resources to test hourly if they, you know, what I'm saying if they really needed to to test hourly, they could test hourly if they wanted to, and they could, you know, figure that kind of stuff out. Whereas, like us, we're gonna have to like, you know, really strategically plan and figure out what to do as far as testing and. You know, put people in safe places, being able to. We, we we do a good job of, you know, keeping our stuff sanitized and clean, anyways, because that's just like that's basic health stuff. So yeah, they do a really good job of that, anyways. But just you know, the testing part is the big part for me, and being able to afford the testing. And yeah, I think but, I, I agree with what you said, and I, I'll backtrack on what I was trying to say. Yeah, then I think that. D1, D2, D3, I, I don't think there's going to be a season, uh, personally. I think spring is more pandering. I think it's just to give the hope to the players, you know, keep them in school, have them continue to learn or whatever that they need to do, pay their tuition, uh, you know. But I think it's just bills. pandering. <laughs> pay that meal plan, everything. But I, don't, I just don't see them being able to play in spring, especially on the D1 level, because if – the Pac-12 and the Big Ten were to actually leave, right? And they were to run a season in fall. Let's, uh, theoretically, they were to run a season in fall with just those three teams. What's the incentive for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to actually play in the spring if there's already a champion crowned in January while they're doing their training camps to play in the spring? I, I just don't see why the schools, I know the coaches and the players will be 100% down for it. They, they'd find something to play for. But the schools, they just won't see the cost of football for the year. They, unless they're a major, large school, maybe like um, I'm thinking Ohio State, you know, University of Michigan, where they got massive endowments and they can afford to keep football around. I just don't see what incentive they have to play for in the springtime. And that's why I'm very pessimistic about them moving into spring. Unless, of course, we get a vaccine. But with no vaccine, I, I just don't see it. 
and, and I could say a lot more on that the whole vaccine situation, but I mean, I could that could rant for like twenty minutes on that. But you know, I've seen it here nor there. But I don't know, man. It's just like you said, it's one of those things that we're planted by air. We'll see as we go. But um, just uh, being uh, the unknown. Yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, man. I'm go. Any parting words you got for the, the podcast this time? Uh, I actually do, you know. I actually do this time. I'm going to give my little speech, you know, a couple words. <laughs> but, no, I just wanted to, honestly, I just wanted to thank the viewers again for, or the listeners, I should say, for coming out here. Uh, I just moved in on campus. You know, it's the college life. I got a different setup now. So I've been wearing my mask all over the place. It's, it's been crazy. It's been uncertain. And I'm real thankful that we've had this podcast going for this amount of time. You know, even if we just have two listeners, you know, they're just those two people. I respect you guys and I thank you. For sure, for sure. And you said viewers. Um, viewers coming soon. <laughs> Eventually, we'll figure out a camera situation. We'll get it on YouTube. We'll be out here, man. We're, we're going to have the whole whole gamut set up. We're going to get it right. But um, Absolutely. Uh, like you said, congratulations on moving in, man. I move in next week, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, my mask game is A1. <laughs> uh, got all different kinds of flavors of masks and you know what I'm saying so match them with the outfits and get right you know what I'm saying we gotta wear a mask might as well look good doing it but, yes sir um, yeah uh, like I said like you said thank you to the viewers that have been here from day one and you know keep coming back and listening to us and sticking with us we really appreciate that man and you know <clears throat> we're just trying to provide good content for you guys and just we're doing what we're doing what we've been doing our whole lives Arguing about sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's just second nature to us. But, um, you know, if you don't have anything else to say, um, go ahead and chalk it up. This has been another episode of Vanilla Number 2. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be uploading um, every Monday now. Um, obviously, we're not uploading Monday this time because of certain circumstances, like we just uh, explained, stuff moved in. A lot of things to kind of hash out. But, you know, Monday is going to be our upload schedule. So, you know, if you're looking for us every Thursday, Friday, or whenever we're uploading, start looking for us Monday. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> start looking for us Monday. But, um, yes, sir. like you said, that's been another episode, and we'll be back next Monday, man. Thanks for listening. <laughs>